0: Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast, core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. I'm Anand Swami Nathan, and I'm alone this week without my co-host. So I thought I'd bring you guys a quick update on an article that was recently published in Lancet a couple months back. The article in question is platelet transfusion versus standard care after acute stroke due to spontaneous cerebral hemorrhage associated with antiplatelet therapy, the PATCH trial, a randomized open label phase three trial. Again, this was Lancet 2016. So let's start with a little bit of a background here. Hemorrhagic stroke accounts for about 10-20% to of all strokes, but has a huge burden as it accounts for 50% of the mortality from strokes. Take this together with the morbidity associated with it, and it's clear that hemorrhagic stroke is a critical disease process for us to know about. Spontaneous, non-traumatic intracerebral hemorrhage, or ICH, are by far the most common flavor of hemorrhagic stroke. There are about 2 million of these bleeds a year worldwide. Many patients with these types of bleeds and strokes in general are going to be on antiplatelet agents like aspirin and clopidogrel. Frequently, when these patients present, the question will arise as to whether we should transfuse platelets to aid with clot formation, since the antiplatelet agents the patient are on will interfere with that process. While this pathophysiologically makes sense, there's little evidence to back up this approach, and of course, there are harms to giving platelets the authors of the PATCH trial attempted to fill this evidence gap. The bottom line from the study was that the odds of death or dependence at 90 days was increased in the group that received platelets versus the group that got standard care. The authors conclude that platelet transfusion is inferior to standard care in patients on an antiplatelet drug who experience a spontaneous intracranial hemorrhage. Let's drop into the details just a bit here. So the PATCH group performed a open-label randomized trial where the assessors were blinded to treatment allocation, but the doctors were aware of which patients got which drug. And It would be hard to blind that part of it, but it can be done. They included all patients over 18 across 60 hospitals in three countries who presented with a spontaneous intracerebral hemorrhage and a GCS greater than 8 and had a history of taking an antiplatelet drug over the past seven days. Aside from the obvious exclusions that don't fit with the above inclusions, they also had a number of other reasons to cast patients out of the study including the use of a vitamin K antagonist, and if the bleed was a subdural or epidural. The primary endpoint, as previously stated, was death or dependence based on the modified Rankin scale at 90 days. This is a composite endpoint in some ways, meaning there's more than one piece to the primary endpoint, both death and dependence, and normally I'd say that that's a bad thing, a primary endpoint should just be one piece, but it's not really as much of a composite as it initially appears to be because death is actually part of the modified Rankin scale. That's an MRS of six. It's kind of the worst that you wanna be. You wanna be a zero or a one, I guess. An MRS of six, not so good. The study enrolled 190 patients, 97 in the platelet transfusion arm, and 93 in the standard care arm. The study was powered to 80% with 190 patients to find a 20% absolute risk reduction for the primary outcome. Now, this patch group estimated a 70% frequency of death or dependence to derive these numbers, and we'll come back to how that's relevant in a moment. I already told you that they found the opposite of what they were looking for. They found that the odds of a shift towards disability and death was higher for a group that received platelets. The odds ratio was 2.05. When we look at secondary outcomes, the platelet transfusion group was worse off really for all of them. Survival was lower, MRS to 4-6 and 3-6 to were both higher in the platelet transfusion group, and again, higher MRS is bad. If we look at mortality difference, it was 77% versus 68%, giving a number needed to harm of just about 10. Now, this trial had strengths and weaknesses, as all trials do. It was randomized and the assessors were blinded, but the doctors caring for the patients were not. It may be hard to blind out, but you know it's always nice to get full blinding, and again, it can be done in this case. Follow-up was complete, and baseline characteristics were pretty equal. On the limitation side, there were a couple of protocol violations, and the vast majority of patients were on aspirin, not other ADP inhibitors like clopidogrel, so the results may not really be generalizable to all antiplatelet agents. Additionally, the patch group was looking for a pretty large absolute risk reduction, which may have sort of been overshooting and ambitious on behalf of the platelets. However, since there wasn't even a whisper of benefit, and in fact, quite the opposite, I don't think this matters too much. So where does this leave us? In the past, many of us felt that there wasn't much benefit to giving platelets in these patients. However, our consultants from neurosurgery frequently requested them. Prior to the study, my conversations with my residents went something like, listen, there's no evidence of benefit, but if neurosurgery wants to give platelets, go ahead and order them because the patient's going to their service anyway. This article sort of changes things. This is the best evidence that we have on the subject, and I think it's a pretty strong basis to say we shouldn't give platelets in these patients. For now, until there's better evidence that comes out, I'm going to say no to administering platelets in these patients as there may be a significant harm. The show notes for this podcast are going to have some great links to reviews from Rebel EM, EM Lit of Note, as well as the St. Emlyn's blog. So go on over to those sites and check out what some really smart people have to say on the topic. That's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. We'll have a core post up this Wednesday and a journal update up on Thursday. Visit us on Facebook and like us if you like the site. And follow us on Twitter where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks. And see you all next week.